Who created the world? The sun, the afterlife. Every aspect of life in ancient Egypt was informed by the stories which related the creation of the world and all the world of the gods and goddesses. This is the first part of a multi-part series on ancient Egypt. On today's episode, you'll hear a story of murder and revenge with the story of Osiris. I'm Nick Warren, broadcasting from Maple Ridge, British Columbia, and this is The Learning Lab. Ra, the sun god and ruler of all the gods, had many children, and in turn, those children had many children. Ra gave them all jobs, though, ruling over the land. Ra loved all of his children, and all of his grandchildren as well. But he had one favorite grandson that he treasured above all others. Osiris had always been a bright boy. He excelled in everything he did. Ra saw in Osiris all the qualities that were needed for a very strong ruler. His standards were very high. But he was extremely kind and he showed great compassion for others. It became obvious to Ra who should be the first pharaoh of Egypt. Osiris was a popular choice of pharaoh. The people rejoiced at having such a strong and moral king. His wife, Isis, shared his commitment to ruling in the best interest of all the people of Egypt. And she, too, was loved by everyone in Egypt. Osiris and Isis were happy and the land prospered under their leadership. Unfortunately, not everyone admired the pharaoh and his wife. Osiris had a brother called Seth, who had always resented his brother's popularity, especially the way that his grandfather, Ra, favored him. And when Osiris became pharaoh, it was as if every festering bad thought that Seth had ever had towards his brother overwhelmed him completely. His jealousy of Osiris drove him to set his mind to plan, planning to kill his brother. This devious Seth came up with the most violent and vile scheme to dispose of Osiris's body. Seth took delight in planning every last detail of this hateful plot, and each day he looked forward to the plan coming into fruition. It was common knowledge that Seth was envious of his brother's position and popularity in Egypt, but no one in Egypt would have guessed what would seemingly happen next and what he would be capable of. Remember, Osiris and Seth were brothers. And Seth had free access to his brother and his bedchamber. And one night, when Osiris was sleeping soundly, Seth crept into his room. He had with him a measuring tape. Silently, and with remarkable attention and detail, he measured his brother's dimensions as he slept. At one point, Osiris even stirred, opened his eyes, looked at Seth. But his brother merely put a reassuring hand on his shoulder and soothed Osiris back to sleep. Out of the chamber, Seth hastily recorded the measurements of his brother's body on some papyrus. And the very next day, he contacted the most talented wood sculptor ever known to Egypt and asked him to make an elaborate chest to fit these exact dimensions. The sculptor demonstrated his sublime skill in it, and what started a simple wooden chest with patterns and designs. 
However, Seth's preparations were not yet complete. He instructed the craftsmen to put pure gold on the corners and edges of the chest, and he also commissioned him to put a lid of pure gold on it. Who would be able to resist a chest of such beauty and, and opulence, Seth sneered to himself. The next step in Seth's plan was to invite everyone, gods and humans, to a party. There was music, delicious food, and the wine was free-flowing everywhere. Seth stopped the chatter by demanding everyone's attention, and he called for all his slaves to carry in the valuable chest. There was a murmur of appreciation as the crowd admired the designs and the piece of art, and everyone looked at how impressive the gold was. Everyone focused on Seth as he announced, Whoever can fit inside this chest will get to keep it. It's a little party, party game of sorts. Gods and humans alike stepped forward from the crowd. They were all keen to win such a beautiful and intricate prize. Many humans tried and failed to fit inside, so the gods had their turns. Countless gods climbed into the chest and found it was too big or too small. It wasn't quite right. But Seth urged his brother to give it a try. Oh, for a bit of fun, Osiris, you never know. The box could fit you, and you could have the box. Isis stroked her husband's arm and laughed. <laughs> it could well be the box for you, she said. The people gathered and cheered as the pharaoh handed his distinctive snake-shaped crook to his wife. Before giving a playful smile to the crowd and taking his turn. As Osiris climbed in, it became obvious that it was the perfect fit. And all the party guests clapped as they saw him fit into the box perfectly. And it was at this moment that Seth seized the lid. And with his angry eyes glaring at the crowd, he pressed it onto the chest, making it into a coffin. Instantly, the room was filled with his slaves as they helped him to move the chest out of the palace. The crowd stood, frozen with shock. Isis let her husband's crook fall to the ground with a clank. She chased bravely after the group, who were making away with great speed the banks of the Nile River. There, Seth took over and tipped the chest into the water. However, it did not sink right away. The current was strong, and the chest disappeared out of sight very quickly. Isis wanted to fall weeping to her knees or to beat Seth with angry fists, but she knew her priority had to be to follow the current and find her husband. So she set off down the river, her cheeks wet with tears, and her makeup smeared all over her face. And now it's time for our one and only commercial break. Why did ancient Egyptian fish love the desert? They were in denial. <laughs> What's a mummy's favorite kind of music? Rap. <laughs> Why did the Egyptian man shave pictures onto his head? It was Harry Cliffitz. <laughs> what did the pharaoh say after his tomb was ransacked? I want my mummy. <laughs> Isis hunted around the banks of the Nile River for weeks and weeks, non-stop. And the Egyptian people working on the river were honored to meet her, but they'd seen no sign of the chest. Wherever she could, Isis begged locals to dive into the Nile to search for the lost trunk, 
but all were unsuccessful. And she knew it was next to impossible for her to search every inch of the riverbed. As time passed, Isis found the search more and more difficult. On top of such long days searching, the queen was pregnant with her first child, and by the end of each day's hunting, she felt it just exhausted. Meanwhile, back at the palace, Seth had established himself as a new pharaoh, and the Egyptian people hated their new leader, and word of Osiris's murder spread. However, the people dared not rise up against Seth. Unlike Osiris, he was a ruthless leader, and he did not care about the happiness and well-being of his people. Punishments ordered by Seth were gruesome and unjust. The mighty Ra was filled with anger when he heard what had happened, and he ordered for Seth to come to him. But Seth refused. After weeks of painful disappointment, Isis finally came across a chest she had spent so long hunting for. Isis attempted to remove the lid of the chest, but she was unable to do so. She struggled for hours until finally she found a group of local people to help her. Once the lid was off, they left her alone to weep over the body of her poor dead husband, Egypt's first pharaoh. Isis did not have much time to grieve with her husband's body, for Seth's spies were everywhere in Egypt. Seth soon appeared in the area close by, and he threatened the locals with their lives and soon located the chest containing Osiris's body. Seth was angry that he had failed to remove Osiris from view and memory. He knew deep down how popular Osiris and Isis still were with the people. So he resolved to act forcefully to remove any threat of rebellion from the people. In his jealous state, he cut Osiris' body into 14 parts, and using his magic, he distributed all these 14 parts all over Egypt. Isis once again showed her resilience. She was determined to give her husband a proper burial. She walked all over the land in search of every last part of his body. Remember, they were cut into 14 pieces scattered all across Egypt. When she eventually had all the pieces, she called upon her good friend to help her, Anubis. Anubis was known as a protector of the dead. He had the head of a jackal and was a highly skilled embalmer. He was the only one who had the ability to put together the body of Osiris again, concentrating hard on his intricate work. All through the night, he embalmed and mummified the body with the loving help of Osiris's widow, Isis. Ratu was distraught at the loss of his beloved grandson, and his rage with Seth was now immeasurable. Sadly, even Ra did not have ma enough magic power to bring Osiris back to life, so he gave him a new job. When Osiris passed into the afterlife, he became God of the dead, God of the afterlife. Just as he had been a kind and good-hearted leader in life, and everyone in Egypt loved him, he was also a loving and fair judge of the dead, of the afterlife. It was to be many years before Isis joined her beloved husband in the afterlife. A short time after Osiris had passed into the afterlife, Isis gave birth to a son, Horus, who vowed almost as soon as he could talk to avenge his father's death by murdering Seth. He succeeded, but it took 80 years of fighting and challenges between the two of them. Oh. 
Osiris was always in the thoughts of ancient Egyptians. Pharaohs who ruled, ruled after Seth carried a crook carved out of wood, just as Osiris had done. The ancient Egyptians also believed that every time the banks of the Nile River flooded, this is in remembrance of the many tears poor Isis shed as she wandered in search of her husband's body. This was the first part of a multi-part series on ancient Egypt. I'm Nick Warren, and this is The Learning Lab.